You're listening to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Empowerment in business and life. Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Uh, my name is Melissa Motes, and this is the lovely and talented Amanda McEwen. Hello. How are you today? I am doing all right. Um, I just watched you throw our little director clicker thing. She's had some sugar this morning, just as it's morning. It's Is not even morning. It's afternoon. <laughs> what are you having? I don't know. <laughs> we, we just did some photos for our website, and there was a lot of smiling and goofiness and silliness, which is fun. But yeah, I don't know what's happening now. We exerted ourselves. We put a lot of energy <laughs> out into those photos. We hope you guys enjoy them. And I just know you don't like a lot of clutter up here. So I, I, I don't did like the, clutter. You know, the action. Oh. And I just went, I threw the thing. Anyway. I, I think it was a passive aggressive commentary on my lack of liking clutter. But well, that's okay. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been picking on Melissa a little bit today. She's been picking on me a lot you know, of it, but it's fine. I, a lot I know of it. it's, it's a lot of love coming at me. It's fine. I can take it. It is. But so what, what are you thinking? What should we talk about today? Today we're talking about money. 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 Because everybody Ooh. needs money. Okay. I don't know anybody who doesn't like money. Yeah. I think we all wish we had more money. Sure. And so I think we're, uh, I don't think we're, I know that we're here to share, you know, just some advice and tips on money in general, that word budgeting that I know people don't always love, but why it's important, you know, some of the things that maybe work for us in terms of having more money. Sure. You know, no, I know you've got a lot of really good advice and, and thoughts and I'm sure I'll have something I'll come up with something. <laughs> She's not sure yet. Maybe she knows about money. Maybe she doesn't. We'll see. We'll see where the episode I love takes it. us. Well, the, the truth is, is that I'm really grateful that I have different people who are involved in my career who help me manage my money and take care of my bookkeeping and hmm. a oh, lot. I wonder who could... Could, that could be. She's Who's this great marvelous. and amazing person that you're talking about that right? helps you with your finances? <laughs> so I'm really thankful, my advisors. Um, yeah, doesn't that, isn't that a great the, word? Well, with your voiceover voice that you just used, right? yeah, like I, I sat world. up taller. Right. I feel like I'm taking superhero stance now. I'm As you should. No, but it's <laughs> it's nice to have people who are great at that stuff. And also just the, the daily money management and you know, tracking expenses and different things like that. That's not my favorite thing to do. No. I like to tell stories. That's what I like to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> and teach people how to tell stories. So, uh, but let's let's just dive in. I mean, what? I want you to kick it off with, okay. with all of your Amanda McCune-ness. I'm going to sip my coffee. Okay. Take it all in. I like it. Okay. Um, well, I, I think, I mean, well, I again, I keep saying think, but I know that money, it's, one of the important things, whether you're a business owner, whether you're a person, because we all need, we all need money. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the first thing, you know, the reason why I think budgeting is important, not that you have to spend a ton of time making a spreadsheet or something of that nature, I but won't. if you don't know what you have coming in and what you have going out, you can't really make informed decisions about what you need to do. And so if you feel like you don't have enough money, there's two things that you can do. You can make more or you can spend less. And it's, it's, it's really as simple as that, even though those aren't simple things to do. But 
-hmm. without knowing, you know, it's easy to say, oh, I just don't have enough money. It's like, okay, but where is it going? And that's what a lot of people who come to me, they don't really know. They just know that there's not enough money in the account. But when I ask what they're spending it on, they don't know. Yeah, and that's, they don't have the the details or the understandings of where mm-hmm. their money's going. And yeah. that is problematic, as especially as a business owner. Sure. Because, you know, income becomes important. It's, yeah. And even as a, just a person, if your expenses are more than your income, there's a problem. Yes. And so having a system, and I know not everybody loves systems, but that is a really easy way. There's all this software out there in the world that makes it easier to track those things. So many good ones mm-hmm. too. I I like QuickBooks a lot for the, you know, for my voiceover mm-hmm. income and also, you know, the studio and stuff. And um, it is really, really important to have ways to, you know, invoice to get paid and then to really be able to track uh, what you've been paid on. I know it's a huge pet peeve to businesses when you reach out and you say, um, hey, I don't know if I've been paid <laughs> on this invoice yet. It makes you look really, um, I would just say, unprofessional and kind of like just, it's a real amateur well, move. And you're creating extra work for your client. Yes. And it's not their responsibility to know, you know, yeah. it, to know whether you've been paid or not. If you can't keep track of who owes you money, yeah. and good you, for you if you just have so much coming in that you don't know if somebody's paid you. But yeah. I think for most people, you definitely know if somebody owes you money or not. Yes. And it's just really important to know, you know, where you're at and your your receivables and, and you know, what what's out there and what hasn't been paid yet and stuff. So um, open invoices or also people who have owed you money and it's way past due. I mean, stuff like that. Um, Because the longer it goes, the harder it is sometimes to collect getting paid. Um, I just recently resolved uh, payment with someone. It was uh, almost, it was coming up on one year since I had done some work for them. And I just bluntly told them, like, I really don't want to have to chase my money down. And it's awkward for both of us. So maybe just pay me, you know? And uh, Melissa Monks, in her kindness, was very firm. I was very proud. Thank you. And she got her money. And it's from somebody that plays some games to make sure that he doesn't pay people sometimes. He has a history of that. So I was very glad that you put your foot down and said, this is what you owe me. Take care of it. Yeah, it was pretty firm. It was. It was some it was firm Melissa Motesness mm-hmm. right there. But it it's business. And, you know, it's one of those things where when you are dealing with money, um, you know, y- you've done the work. Uh, you've provided a service, a product. Uh, you deserve to be paid, you know. So anyway, I'm, I don't want to get off topic. I mean, it is on, it is <laughs> it on is. the topic of money. Right. But we were kind of going in a different direction. Yeah. So. Well, the, the whole point is to have a system, and, and QuickBooks is a great one. FreshBooks is another one for independent contractors yeah. or in, anybody. There's There are a lot of different options out there. I always recommend trying a few different ones. See what works for you because they're all similar, but one yeah. just might vibe with you better than and the so others. Now it seems like more and more of them are just they're more uh, accessible because they're cloud-based. And so you and can, user-friendly, I should say. Yeah. Back in the day, QuickBooks was overwhelming. It, it mm-hmm. felt like you needed to be an accountant to really understand it. They've yeah. simplified things a lot with these different software options yeah. so that you don't have to have a deep background in accounting. You just have to have, sort of understand 
what income and expenses are and how to track yeah. in the right categories. If you know how to balance a checkbook. Who balances it, a checkbook anymore? Right. Doesn't that sound so old fashioned? <laughs> I bet there are some people watching and listening who are like balancing a checkbook. What's what a checkbook? That? Right. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's kind of funny. I have one vendor who still takes checks. That it's the only person that I can't pay online. It's my uh, exterminator. And because I'm just, I don't like to go buy stamps because I, you know, I have to A, go to a place and then it's money that I have to spend whenever else I can just pay online. So when my it's, landscaper, or not my landscaper, my exterminator comes, I tape the check on my back door because that way they, I mean, they get paid while they're there because yeah. I don't want to mail the check, but then it's, you know, I have to order new checks just to pay one person. And it's I kind know. of a hassle. Things have changed a lot in the last few years it or so. It is wild. <laughs> it is. And it seems too, on the subject of money, um, it does seem like more and more of my clients are uh, wanting to pay, you know, ACH, mm -hmm. you know, direct deposit, things like that, and just completely go paperless. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm rolling with it because it seems like I'm getting paid a lot faster yep. from clients too. Because I think it's just the, you know, they don't have to worry about check runs and mm -hmm. people signing the checks and, you know, all the things that go into that. So I definitely recommend if a client wants to pay you um, via PayPal, Venmo, um, mm -hmm. get your bank information and, you know, have you fill out a form to, you know, send it to you automatically, uh, go for it. Because Make it easier for your clients to pay you. Yeah. That's always a good thing. Yeah, definitely. And even um, if you're not in business, even for your personal finances. So I yeah. use a program called Mint. It's free. Mm -hmm. um, you can, you, there's a paid version. The, the free one has ads. I don't mind about the ads. Mm -hmm. I'm, I don't like to pay for things. That's part of, you know, how I keep my money for myself is not paying for things I don't need. You know, I'll tolerate commercials. I, not for TV. I do pay for the no commercial versions of Hulu and such. But, but she does love commercials. I don't like commercials. So much. I, you know, most of my career was involved in making commercials. And I know. I don't need to watch them or listen to them. You just like to but, produce them? Yes. And get paid for them. Exactly. That's where I'm Make at with the it. Make money. But, right? Yeah. But so I, I like Mint. It's actually <clears throat> made by Intuit. It's the same company that makes QuickBooks. Oh, okay. But so it's, you know, it's, it's a way to track your personal income and expenses also, okay. which really helps keep track of all of that. And it's nice for your accountant at the end of the year to have things oh. tracked, which saves you money because then you don't have to pay your accountant as much. Well, I have, just a quick side note, I don't have Mint. I have... <laughs> I actually have a book, a little book, a paper book. If you could see my face right her now, I'm eyes, fascinated by this book already. And I don't just, know about it. Your eyes like had this little bursty effect <laughs> that just happened. But I have a book. It looks kind of like a, like a, just like a journal you would buy at Barnes and Noble. It's real pretty. It has like the world it, on it. And um, Is it pink? No, it's blue. Oh, it's blue, blue world. It's okay. a blue world out there. A lot of water. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> I actually have the last probably 10 years worth of my household expenses every month. Like written by hand? I write by hand. Wow. I'm, I'm Real old-fashioned. Wow. Okay. So, but which is a case in point though, yeah. use the system that works for you. I do really like it because for me, I like being able to like write a lot, hand write notes, like days that bills are due by and Mm -hmm. The way that I pay myself and break up my my payroll for myself, I, like I pay certain bills on one, yep. you know, payroll and other bills on the other, and uh, I just have a nice little way that I track everything. And mm -hmm. I pay my bills online, but I don't use like a, a, a an app or whatever to track everything. 
I know you should you see this app like you were accusing me of something. No, I don't, <laughs> don't, I don't use, use an app. An app. <laughs> an app. But that's, you know, the thing is not fashion. And it's okay. And Thank I tell you. people this all the time. I do feel that the online software makes it easier. And if you were doing that for your business, I, I might ha- sit you down don't and have do a, it for a your talk. Business. But, but yeah, you know, it is, it, you have to find the thing that makes it, that makes sense to you in yeah. the way that your brain works because otherwise you're just going to get frustrated and not do it. And the big thing here is to pay attention and find a way that makes it, it might not be fun. I can't say that budgeting is always going to be fun, but if it helps you make better decisions so that you have more money to do something fun, that could work. Absolutely. And so, you know, budgeting is very tricky. Um, it's, I think when you have a job, when you have a full-time job and you're an employee, it's, it's easy. You know what your salary is. So you can sort of start with this number and then go down the line of, okay, I have this much. My bills are going to be this much. This is how much I have left for the other things. When you are own your own business or you work for yourself, you have this opposite thing. You have to start from zero, figure out what how much do I have to make at a minimum each month to cover my bills? And some people don't even know what that number is. I, I don't know what that number is. You know, I have a, a rough idea, but, you know, it's, you need to know my mortgage or my rent is going to cost this much, my utilities, food, the basic necessities. And I, I mean necessities is, is sort of that step one that I tell yeah. people. <laughs> step one is figure out your necessities, the bare minimum that you have to make to cover the things that you need. Yeah. And be honest about what you need. And then the need. next tier is once you've figured out that you have enough income to cover that baseline, now you can move up a step. And that's where having a list of your wants becomes important and prioritized by, okay, so if I make extra money this month, here are the things that I can do. Sort of making a plan that says, okay, so as my income increases, I can afford more things. Mm-hmm. And, and the only way to know how to do that is to know To what track, to track it. Is. Well, yeah. <clears throat> just a quick thought popped in my head. A lot of, um, you know, freelance creatives and uh, voice actors is an example I use often because that's my world. Uh, Students will say to me, how do I know when I, you know, can leave my day job and Mm. and pursue voice acting full time? And I always say, well, you want to make sure that you have enough regular clients and regular clients, that that means the repeat business. That's Mm. when people are calling you back again and again and again. And you know, you get, you can have a, you can, create or understand what your average is of the income that you're getting from those regular clients. And then obviously you're still building new relationships and getting new clients at the same time. But I always say, you know what you're making, what your income is with your day job and you want to be comfortable, you don't want to be pursuing voice work or any type of creative work or freelance work. Um, feeling desperate, you know, or feeling stressed out or too, uh, too much pressure on you because then you aren't going to be able to be free, um, mentally and your stress level to be able to go out there and and get that new work. Um, so I think it's really important to truly Mm -hmm. know number one, you know, what you need to pay all of your overhead and the, Mm -hmm. the necessities. Um, but then, 
wait a while and really watch that. If you have one good month as a photographer or one really good month um, doing graphic design work or one good month as, um, you know, a voice actor, you can't just go, whoopee, I had one great month. I'm going to quit my day job. Um, I think it's important to maybe give yourself several months or even a whole year of making sure that you are consistently making that money mm-hmm. to know to know that you're going to be comfortable walking away from the security of that every week or every other week or whatever paycheck. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway. my advice in that would be the to to save if if you know that you're planning on doing leaving your full-time job to go yeah. do something for yourself is to build up that cushion while you have the secure the security mm-hmm. of the paycheck build up that savings find other ways to cut so you have a sort of a cushion ready for you because the other tricky thing and what you're saying is absolutely true but when you're spending 40 plus hours at a day job you don't have time to build the client relationships that you will actually be able to sustain when you are on your own. Sure. So that you have to feel it out and go with your instincts a lot. And just, you, you'll know when the time is right, but getting a few clients steadily increasing your income on the side, leaving that money on the side as much as you can. Yeah. And you build up to that point to sure. where you're ready to, to launch. And, you know, then you have the time to put into really getting the steady work. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, walking a tightrope a little bit when yeah. you're when you're getting ready to you know leave a day job and and dive into the freelance world. Many um, talent whom I've mentored, I'll say you can even take a baby step where if you're working full time as a nurse or that's just an example that just popped in my head, then maybe slowly get to the point where you go part-time and then you spend more time doing your creative, you know, endeavor and then, you know, tiptoe through that for a while Mm -hmm. and then back out of that and then transition full-time and saving. Definitely. It's good to have some patience. Patience is key when you're, when you're starting a business and you're building a business, you you really have to have your expectations in line um, for how long things are going to take. We're, we live in a now society and, you know, everything is instant, Mm. on demand, uh, anytime, anywhere at your fingertips, boom, you know, we're like (laughs) click of a button, you know, click the banner now. Um, we can't do that when we start a business, uh, It takes a lot of effort and a lot of time, and you have to chip away. But you said something before we hit record today, Mm -hmm. and I really want to make sure we don't forget to talk about it because it's so important. Um, You said... What did I say? It was was a really good point, (laughs) and I want to make sure that we address it. You said, well, when you're a brand new business and you're, you're so wrapped up in, you know, making sure you're earning enough, it's not always um, easy to outsource and mm-hmm. to take things such as, you know, you know, delegating things like for, for yeah. bookkeeping or that's, that's what pops into my head because that's like my least favorite thing to do. <laughs> I, I just, you know, I, I'm responsible. I, I know what I'm spending and mm-hmm. I, I know my expenses and I, I'm very aware of where my money is and what I'm doing with it, but I don't enjoy the day-to-day tracking of it and all the stuff. I mean, and you're excellent at it and I'm really, and I trust you and I'm super grateful. But my thing is, um, 
there's so much value in having someone who's really great at that mm-hmm. stuff and very detail oriented take care of it. Um, can you talk about that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, and the, the reason I said that, there's two sort of money tips that I think are counterintuitive and that's why people don't always think of them. And number one is delegating, it's outsourcing. And for most people, they're, especially when they're just getting started or you know, my, my concern is that I don't have enough money and you're advising me to pay somebody money to do things. And this goes back to a couple episodes ago, we talked about the value of time. And that's something that's really important to consider. Huge. Say bookkeeping is a perfect example. And it's, it's, it's a good one because most people hate doing it. It's why I do it for a number of companies. I don't love bookkeeping, but I'm good at it. I can do it fast. And it's, it's second nature to me. I don't mind because I can do it remotely. It's, it's a nice way to get in with a company. And then because once I'm in with a company, I can make those decisions and say, oh, you're spending a lot of money on this. Maybe we could improve this. So it all works out. But a lot of people don't enjoy bookkeeping. And let me start with the two reasons you should delegate something is if you don't like it and you're not good at it. Mm -hmm. And the reason is you're you're wasting time doing those things. Because it's going to take you two, three, four times longer to do something mm -hmm. that someone else can do very quickly and probably a lot better than you can do it because Mm -hmm. it's what they do. Yeah. So Um, like if you're, if you say bookkeeping as the example, if you're spending five hours a week doing your bookkeeping and it's, it's draining you and you you hate it and you put it off and you don't want to do it, but you know that it has to be done and you think that you can't afford to pay somebody like think about that five hours, what you could accomplish in mm -hmm. that five hours. There's, There's two things there. One, that five hours, somebody else can probably do in an hour or, you know, it's not five hours at that person's rate. That's not necessarily how much you're going to pay because you're hiring an expert who's going to be more efficient at it. And it's not going to cost probably as much as you think it will. But try talking to people. A lot of times I get people like, I would love to work with you, but I can't afford you. And it's like, you don't have any idea what I charge for anything. You've never asked. It's just an assumption assumption that's made. So... Part of that, just talk to somebody, get an idea of what that might cost. And the other thing is to know what your five hours are worth to you. And especially when you're a business owner, what what is the thing that you do with your time that makes you the most money? Like for one example of a client that I had this conversation with, his biggest thing is going out and networking with his clients to get more jobs, you know? And so he realized that five hours that he was spending stressing over bookkeeping, he could be he could have maybe five, four or five meetings with potential clients in that time and then bring in significantly more than what he would pay somebody to take that five hours off of his hands. So our listeners and our viewers, just stop for a second and think about what is it that you do that creates the most revenue for you and your business? What is it that you are awesome at? And if you had more time to put toward that, what would you be filling your your time doing? Mm -hmm. It's probably the thing you love the most too, interestingly enough. So the stuff that we don't enjoy doing, it also just emotionally, I think, and mentally is draining, Mm -hmm. you know, for us. Because before I had help with my stuff, um, my books and things like that and admin work, um, you know, I would, I would like literally 
it was just like this thing in my room that was staring at me in my office, you know, this thing yeah. in my desk. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do that, you know. And, <laughs> and even the, that dread mm -hmm. is energy. But sorry. Well, no, that's a, a lot of people hate the admin work. I hate admin work. Mm -hmm. I, I'm good at it. I can do it. I don't want to. And that's, you know, a lot of people I know I'll advise to hire an assistant. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of virtual assistants out there right now that are great. Mm -hmm. um, and people are like, I can't afford to hire an assistant. And it's like, but can you? I mean, it, because again, that money, that time that you're spending doing the things that you hate is time that you could spend doing things you love and that bring you more income. So yep. it's just a, a shift in mindset, like we always talk about, in thinking about it a little more realistically. Well, if I freed up 15 hours a week, what could I do with that 15 hours? Could I grow my business? Could I make more income that's going to pay you more? You know, there, there's some probably some, I don't know what a, a reasonable rate for an assistant is, but I know there's a lot of people who do great work affordably, you know, and that it's a significantly, again, less than what you're charging for your services. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's worth considering. And it does take, and the other tricky thing is it takes time to train somebody to do all the things you do. And that's when I, I just don't have time to explain it to somebody new. I have to do it myself. But it, you're going to get busier. At least that's the hope. So mm -hmm. at some point, you just have to say, I'm, I'm going to take the time now. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I say intend mm -hmm. it because um, that's the other another point on the money topic is you have to be realistic when you're starting a business and know that it takes money to make money, you have to be willing to invest in yourself. The biggest thing I think you invest in yourself is time. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just so much extra time when you are getting ready to, you know, bring a whole new business to life. Um, you know, all the planning. I mean, just us to do this podcast. <laughs> I was just thinking that too. It was like eight months yeah. of us getting everything ready, setting up our business, our website, um, you know, designing our logo. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. uh, uh, buying the gear, yeah. figuring out how, how, how <laughs> do you do a podcast? Like, yeah, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to call it? I mean, mm -hmm. um, every, I mean, just in, in so many other details, but, and we took our time because we're both running our businesses and this is a passion project for us, but it's, it's really important to us, but we are investing in doing this mm -hmm. and we are we invested in our businesses to start them so i think coming into um, business ownership or becoming an entrepreneur if it's something that's brand new for you and you've never ever um you know dipped your toe in that mm -hmm. before you you need to know that it is going to be um something you're going to have to invest in with time also money, sometimes trading services with other people. There are a lot of different ways you can do it, but you definitely do need to um, realize that you are going to have to invest. Mm -hmm. And um, and sometimes it's investing in help with, right. with people who know more than you. So And that, that actually is my, my second point of the possibly counterintuitive ways of having more money is investing upfront. And that it's not just time, it's also money. And I'm you know, not to make it all about business, because I know we do have people who are listening and watching who maybe just are running households. I shouldn't say just, I don't mean that as, oh, you're sure. just running a household. Sure. But 
because again, money applies to our personal lives too. Yes. And in the, like the delegation fact, I pay a landscaper. I could go out in my backyard and pull weeds, but I don't want to do that. I don't enjoy it. And huh, no. So it's not the best use right. of your time. The, the money that I pay to my landscaper to make everything look pretty and keep the HOA happy is perfect. <laughs> that's, that's a big one. I have, I have a new people in charge of the HOA and they're getting a little nitpicky. So, you know, okay. my, my, Better my landscaper takes pulled. care of that. Right. <laughs> well, it's the tree was apparently a leaf was too close to my house. So it was something really kind of silly, but that happens. It's fine. And the other thing though, investing up front, and I do this, uh, you know, for things in my personal life too, it's thinking about spending a, a bigger chunk of money in the beginning that's going to save you money over time. Yeah. And I've done this with everything, you know, from my, my car and, you know, driving a hybrid back before fully electric was available. But, you know, it was, I'm going to spend a little more on this car because I keep cars for a long time, you know, so I, I knew that then the savings of, of paying less for mm-hmm. gas over time was going to be, sure. is going to pay off more. You know, I do it with, I always talk about my kitchen gadgets because, I like my kitchen gadgets, but, and it, I know I talk about food prep a lot too, but that's because it comes to saving money and it comes to health and it comes to productivity. It, it yeah, covers all, it helps all with all encompassing. the things, yes. but it's, you know, um, in terms of saving money, there are a lot of pre-made foods out there. And this is something that actually started me thinking about how to save money in my personal life when I was figuring out how I could save more so I could leave my job to start my own business. And it actually, it started with salad dressing. And one of my coworkers, yes, we were having lunch in our little kitchen area at my old office. And he brought some olive oil and vinegar salad dressing in a bottle from, it was Newman's or one of those companies. And I started reading the ingredients and there were like 15 of them in oil and vinegar dressing. And I started to think, well, that bottle of dressing was a few dollars, but you could buy a whole big thing of olive oil and vinegar. And the other, to me, the other, only other things that go in it are maybe some lemon juice or garlic, but it's such simple things. Why are you paying extra money for A, paying extra money? And it's, it's not as healthy for you because there's all this other stuff in it that doesn't need to be there. It's only there so it lasts longer on the shelf. So then I started thinking, what, what am I spending money on that has ingredients that aren't great for me and that's costing me more money? That's how I got into making my own soap, which we talked about before. Because, you know, I like the little foaming soaps and I would spend the three or four dollars or whatever they cost on each one. My mom luckily found out how simple it was to make those. And it's fractionated coconut oil and uh, Castile soap and essential oils. Wow. And that's would it. Would you like some lip balm? I would I like, like some lip balm. <laughs> 400 tubes of lip balm <laughs> but, you that know, I made. <laughs> it, it was just eye-opening that yeah. I could make something that would fit two purposes. It's healthier and it's cheaper. Yeah. And I no, started really good looking at a lot of different things in that way. And, it, you know, at the grocery store, they sell all those prepackaged foods. And somebody was asking me about, you know, zoodles became a thing. I like the word zoodles. It's, zoodles is a great you know, word. You're spiralizing a zucchini and using it in place of pasta. So it's another health thing. Zucchini noodle zoodle. equals zoodle. Just say it wherever you are right now. Please do me a favor and say zoodle. Zoodle. I like it. I oh, she sang Zoodle. So that's taking it a step up, which I love. That was just for yeah, you. But you can buy now packages of Zoodles. I saw these at the store the other day. And I, again, 4 or $5 for the 
for a little tiny, you know, a serving, mm -hmm. you could buy pounds of zucchini for that. And I have a really nice spiralizer um, that, you know, put a little bit of investment into one kitchen gadget, but now I can take a zucchini and spiralize it in a minute and then have fresh, healthy zoodles without having to, again, spend money on a package that she has... Just, just trying to say zoodles as I, often I as trying, she can. I am trying, but it's, it's those little things. If you take the, the little, little steps... Things, the little things do mm -hmm. add up in a big, big way. Yeah. And it's that just going back to that old saying, too, where it's like quality versus quantity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, like you were saying about your car and spending a little bit more up front, but looking at the longer, you know, um, the bigger picture mm -hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. And yeah. It, it helps, you know, I, I talking about food still just because now that's on my mind, but, and I have mentioned the instant pot before, but another thing that's an initial investment in a kitchen gadget, Yes, but, and then I also love sprouts. Sprouts is where I do my grocery yeah, shopping sprouts is the for best. two, you know, for a lot of reasons, but they have bulk sections that save me a lot of money. One of them is spices because how many times are you, you have a recipe and you need two teaspoons of a spice that you don't have. So you buy this big old jar and you use your two teaspoons and then you never use it again. It just sort of hides in the back of your cabinet. And then, you know, by the time you need it again, you, you realize forget you that, had it. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So then you go buy it again. Right. That's so, what I do. So you have, you have six <laughs> jars of paprika yes. sitting stacked up in the back of your yes. cabinet. Yes. So it sprouts. You can buy your spices in bulk. And sometimes I'll walk out of there. I'll get what I need for that week and I'll spend. 21 cents on yeah. you know cumin seeds or something and like that fresh they are you know and that has been a huge thing the others yeah. they do beans and rice and grains and all of that so my quinoa and all my you know my weird vegetarian food but I, it's so much cheaper and I love it. with the instant pot one of the big things is, is beans which as a vegetarian you eat a lot of not all of us. My brother hates beans and he's a vegetarian, but my brother hates all foods. So there's like four things in the world he I likes. I have a brother who okay. does, doesn't eat much either. I have a vegetarian <laughs> brother who mm -hmm. is like, I don't know, there's there's not much. He won't eat any fruit. There's not one what? fruit that he'll oh, eat. I love fruit. Yeah. He doesn't like any fruit. <laughs> And I, I was like, how do you not eat any fruit and you're a vegetarian? That's, that's tricky. like, I substitute cheese pizza. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cheese pizza is a great substitute for, for fruit. fruit. <laughs> it is. I love it. But yeah, the, you know, I used to buy the cans of beans from the store yeah. and each one of those could be a couple dollars. Now I buy the beans in bulk and I save a lot of time because you don't have to soak them overnight yeah. and then cook them for several hours. The Instant Pot's a pressure cooker, so... Yeah. You know, you throw a bunch of stuff, you set a timer, you walk away from it, come back, you know, 30 to 40 minutes later and it's yeah. done. No, that is really nice. Time saver, money saver, just with a little initial investment up front. And I do want to say again, to just add to my point about living in an instant kind of world, you can't put your brand new business in an instant pot and hope, or is it an Instapot or instant It's instant pot? Pot. Okay. You pot. can't, you can't put your your brand new business in an instant pot. <laughs> you can't pressure it, cook it. You can't pressure cook it in 30 to 40 can minutes. Can we do hashtag you can't pressure cook your business Yeah, you can't, you can't. It's just, it's just, it just goes back to what we were saying earlier. It's like you, you just, patience is mm -hmm. a virtue and it's so important <laughs> when you're, when you're growing something. Mm -hmm. I think passion, persistence, um, patience, those are definitely Key ingredients. Oh, They're key. you're bringing it back around. Amanda <laughs> noticed that she says 
This is key a lot. Yeah, so Things are key. F- just for, for the record, this episode that we're recording now is the first one that we've recorded since we officially launched and put us put us out in the world. Out, since we've been out in yes. the wild. Yes. So, you know, I was doing some quality control and looking, re- watching the episodes. And there were two things I noticed. Like, I say sort of a lot. I never knew that I say sort of. And that's, I, I need to stop doing that. So I'm a little conscious of that now. And I think the first two or three episodes, I'm like, oh, the key thing here is, and the there's key, a lot of keys. I have a lot of keys. You have so. a whole keychain word. Yeah. And I, I know in my head, there's a lot of, oh, my favorite thing about working for myself is, and there's a lot of favorite things. So there's a lot of keys. There's a lot of favorite things. Hey. I'm okay with that. But there are also a lot of locks and you're unlocking those keys. You're being very punny today. I am very (laughs) punny. I don't know. I'm having a great day, but you know, it's been a long day. It's been, you know, we did a photo shoot. You taught taught a class today. Taught a class today. Um, Just, you know, it's again, life of a business owner. Never a dull moment. Um, I need to go into the importance of saving. There's one thing I just want to make sure we don't forget. That is key. It's key. One of the keys. But and it's for for business, it's for personal, yeah, and I want to say that that number one, if you if your response about saving is that I can't afford to save, I don't buy it. I think you need to be honest with your. Again, I'm always a tough love one, but it's important. If you can't afford to save, you need to address your budget yeah. because there's too many unknowns out there yeah. to not have some kind of a safety net. We all yeah. know things come up, something at the house breaks, you have kids, something comes up all the time. There's always something. You, you can't come always up. plan for those things. Right. And when you're a business owner, this is especially important, especially if you're a sole proprietor or you're a single yeah. member business, because now it's all it's all on you mm-hmm. and some of the things it's the thing that gets people in trouble a lot when they're starting business is they don't remember about the taxes or they don't know about the taxes and when you and this changes i'm not i'm not a cpa so i'm not going to give specific tax advice it, it depends on your right. situation this is called a disclaimer it's right a disclaimer here. yes yes but you, uh, a, but having a good accountant is is one of it my really one important. of my keys. But it is like one of my number one rules in business is to have a great CPA yeah, who can explain things, advise you on your specific situation, help you make smart decisions with your money. It's a great thing to have. Yeah. But so when you're on your own, especially a lot of times, people's in their first year they decide to be a sole proprietor. They're not quite ready to jump into being an LLC. And when you're a single member LLC, at least in Nevada, it's the same as being a sole proprietor when it comes to taxes. But then there's different options you can choose as you grow your business. But when you're self-employed, you're subject to a self-employment tax. And that is on top of your regular income tax. So, and our, I just almost said sort of, I caught it. (gasps) Our uh, our rule of thumb is to save minimum 30% of your income for taxes, 30%. And it's not really saving because it's not your money. When you work for somebody else, they take that money out of it before you actually get it. So you're not as aware of it, except for maybe at the end of the year, hopefully you get a refund and then it's happy time. Yeah. But if not, it, then it's sad time. Yeah. <laughs> and sad time, my, my birthday is on tax day. So I get a lot of people who are not happy on my birthday. So, But... I'm happy. I do my taxes in February to get them out yes, of the way. Yes, you do. But you do. I, it's kind of funny and appropriate that your birthday is on tax isn't day. It? Actually, when, <laughs> when I first found out when your birthday was, I remembered thinking, yeah. hmm, 
That just seems right, you know, that, that that's your birthday. And apparently, I, if you talk to my mom, I was very adamant that, that the 15th, that was- like it pushed it. It was like 11.50-something at night, I think. It was almost the 16th, but I was like, nope, I've got to be a tax day baby. I am so. going to be a tax day baby. I yeah, love it. That's what I did. So apparently, I've always been about taxes and eating. A thought, right? Well, you, hey. She said I started eating very, very early. Yeah. <laughs> like needed solid foods right away because I was always hungry. So Well, hey. <laughs> True to the Amanda McCune-ness. I was going to say um, a lot of uh, voiceover um, folks, talent, friends, peers, longtime voice actors, and some of the newer ones. Um, I know many who have gotten themselves in trouble with uh, not saving enough money for taxes mm-hmm. and really feeling that that pinch or that, you know, just... I, it's it's not even a pinch. It's more of like mm-hmm. a, you know, it, it sucks all the air out of the room, you know, mm-hmm. where you, you're go, <gasps> you know, I don't, I, I wasn't prepared. I didn't know. And um, so this is really good stuff to be thinking about, especially if you've been working for someone forever mm-hmm. and, you know, y- this is a new, new uh, territory for you. I saw it early on because I hired a lot of freelancers at my old job and I would get the calls around the beginning of every year and people were in panic mode because they were putting together all their information for taxes and they owed a lot of money. So they were calling, begging for work and saying, oh, do you have any jobs? And, and I, you know, I thought, well, why are you telling me about your your tax woes? I'm sorry to hear that, but I can't make up work for you because you didn't save. But it got into my head that this is a big problem for freelancers, sole proprietors, independent contractors, business owners, whatever you want to call it, is that it's very easy to think, I need this money right now to spend on this other thing. And maybe it's something that you actually need, but it's very important to remember that it's not your money. You're going to owe it at some point, and it's much easier to save as you go than it is to try to come up with it all of a sudden at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So I always advise to get a separate account mm-hmm. if you if you have to. Like if, if you're the type that if the money's there, you're going to spend it, and you know that about yourself, open a whole separate account, and every time you make a deposit, Take that 30% of that that deposit and put it into that account. Mm-hmm. It's just easier to do it as you go. And then you have that tax account that's there and ready. So when you do your taxes and what if you owe, and maybe it's a few thousand dollars, that money's already there. And then you don't have to stress about it. And you should be paying quarterly anyway. And so hopefully it's not a, a huge thing. But just getting, a, we talk a lot about habits, getting into that habit is very important. It's huge. And then on top of that, were you going to say something about no, taxes? No, no, go ahead. And I had a, another little thought. You're saying things that are triggering oh. thoughts for me, but go ahead, continue. I don't want to interrupt your thought. <laughs> my, my next thing, you know, with in terms of savings, it's so, yeah, take that 30% minimum, keep that aside. I always say save 35. Yeah. That way, just in case, you know, and it, and if, if it doesn't end up being 35, you've got then some extra money go. in the bank. Yeah. Then you can put that in your savings. Savings yeah. being important. And I always say... On top of the 30%, take another 10 to 15%, mm-hmm. 20 if you can, put that away in the same way. Maybe it's another separate account. A lot of people do that. That's good advice. And the reason I say to save a percentage of your income versus saying I'm going to save $500 a month or a flat fee, mm-hmm. when you're in business for yourself, business fluctuates a lot. So saving more in the busy months helps make sure that you're covered in the slower months. So it's easier, you know, if you have a really great month, you're going to take a bigger chunk of that and put it away. And that's another reason why tracking your 
income and your expenses in like software such as QuickBooks mm-hmm. or FreshBooks or whatever is um, when you're brand new and you're starting your business, um, you, you don't necessarily know where those trends are going to lie, where which months are going to be busy, fruitful months and which months are going to be slow. Uh, as you continue to grow your business and the months and years roll on, you can look back and say, oh, wow, for, for me in voice acting, the first, you know, two weeks of January are really, really quiet. Like, you know, not much going on, you know, because everybody's just like, wow, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Holiday season. I, I remember you know. talking to you on one of our old coffee dates before we started working together. And right after I had gone off into my own and it was, I think it was January and it was slow. So we had time to meet, but yeah. I remember having a conversation with you and you'd said there was another person, I think another voice actor that you worked with. And you sort of had a pact that every January when it was slow, you had to remind each other that it's always slow because it is when you're, especially when you're getting used to it for the first few years, that fluctuation can be really scary. And it's easy to think, I don't have any work right now. Am I ever going to work again? What's going to happen? We'd have to like talk each other off the ledge (laughs) these couple times a year. And a really great, dear, close voiceover friend of mine, he's been voicing as long as me. And um, probably almost two decades that we've been going through this together where uh, January would roll around and it's like so bizarre because also there's such a huge, enormous amount of volume that hits from, say, beginning of November through the second week of December. We're so busy voicing mm-hmm. for so many. We both do a lot of retail, a lot of commercial campaigns. Lots and of holiday sales. Lots of holiday <laughs> sales. Uh, and so... January comes, it's like you can hear crickets chirping. Mm -hmm. And the first time that I felt that, I mean, I remembered panicking and saying, you know, hey, um, I'm holding up a phone to my, to my ear for the, just the listeners. Uh, uh, are you working or what's going on? And, And he was like, oh my gosh, no one's calling me. I, I, I'm so glad I'm not alone in this. There should be freelance support groups for there stuff should like be. this. And yeah. there actually are groups on Facebook, I think, where people talk about this all the time. Yeah. But that it's it's part of why the savings and having a, a plan helps because yeah. it does it's fluctuate huge. a lot. It's and huge. You, when when you know that you have money tucked away to cover that it makes it a lot less scary when that time rolls around and it's a slow month. And it, it happens with, in my world, everything happens all at once or not at all. Mm-hmm. And it's tricky to adjust to. And it, even now, a few months in, it's like, Ugh. but I have to remind myself, okay, take advantage of the slow time and sort of breathe a little bit because it's going to And have a little faith, up. you know, uh, ha- put a little trust in yourself, you know. Um, if you are definitely working at growing your business and, and putting in that effort every day and, you know, it's just like when you're in sales, you know, you have to be quote unquote knocking on those doors or making those phone calls or putting in that effort to build those new relationships. You can't ever be complacent. You have to always be working at it even during the very fruitful times, Mm -hmm. even when, um, you know, I'm super busy during, you know, major seasons of of commercial voice acting, um, I'm still picking up the phone. I'm still cold call marketing. I'm still auditioning a lot to build new clients because um, there are no guarantees. And, Mm -hmm. but you do have to keep 
keep the faith as far as believe in yourself, believe in what your what your services you're providing, the product that you have, um, and just you have to put some trust out there. Do you, do you mind if I talk a little bit about um, like lack versus abundance and that whole thought process for a second, or am I getting? What, what get if you I off? said I minded? Would you stop? Well, I just I don't think to, you should give me that power. I, no, I, no, I I think it's you know important what it is? to talk about it. I just in it. case you were still in the savings talk. I, Told you, it's been snarky today. We both have been a little. <laughs> I like it though. I like it too. Well, well, you know, it's it's funny because, like I said, we release our podcast out into the world, and we're getting a lot of feedback from people. Like, I love yeah. your chemistry. You guys are so different. We and are. That's why you know, and I think as we get more comfortable doing these, we're, it's the yin and the yang you know? all the way. But I mean, I. I love the balance between us. I think it's good. I do. No, I do. I just truly, though, I wanted to make sure because you were really on an awesome roll with savings and I didn't want to mess up your, your, like, if you had a few more things to say. I appreciate that. I I just think save. And you were talking about um, having faith. And I think that's important. And it's also just, you know, do the work when it's slow. If, If you just come off of a very busy time, take a day or two to do something for yourself, please. Like self-care, self-care very important. But <laughs> yeah. don't get complacent. Don't get lazy. Just remember, okay, if I'm slow, who can I be reaching out to? Is how let's spend this time on marketing. You know, start spending yeah. your time on things that will bring money back to you. Absolutely. And then yeah, let's talk about lack versus abundance. Yeah. Okay. I like abundance. That's I my like preference. abundance too. So my thought is I was telling Amanda um, before we even started rolling today, um, I always like to work from an abundance mindset, meaning I always believe I put trust out there that there's 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 always enough to go around and there are plenty of opportunities for me. And uh, I, I'm not a being a freelancer and being a voice actor, it's really easy to get caught up in the mindset that is there gonna be enough for me? Can I get mine? And oh, it's so competitive and everybody wants to voice act or or everyone wants mm-hmm. to be a photographer or everyone wants to be fill in the blank. There's okay? a lot of competition no matter what you sure. do. Sure. And but I I don't really think from a competition mindset. I think I'm competing with myself. And the the reason I say that is because the product I'm selling is me. It's my voice. It's my storytelling, my perspective, who I am. And so it's more about selection. It's more about people are going to either select me to be right for their project or not. Um, And I don't really feel like I'm up against someone. I feel more like I am in a pool with a lot of other great talent. And um, either I'm going to work out and be the one that's selected or I'm not. So I really put the positivity out there with, I'm just going to do me. And I totally believe that there's plenty of opportunities for me and and for everyone for that matter. And um and I think if you're always worrying about not having enough, there's an energy that goes along with that, yeah, right? Um but if you come at it like there's plenty, there's plenty for everybody mm-hmm. and there's plenty for me and really believe that. And that's kind of hard at first. Um but a currency, the word currency means to flow. And so, you know, the money flows, you know, money comes, money goes, but money flows. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you allow yourself to open up your mind enough to believe that the money is going to flow to you and you're open to receive it, 
It's going to come to you. But if you're closed off and you think, um, you know, I don't have enough, I mm-hmm. can't get enough, or you're not worthy of it, or you have a lot of negative talk around, you know, in your mind, yeah. um, you know, about money, um, you'll create that for yourself. Were you just going to try to figure out how to describe that to the I listeners? She's, she's making look. basically the chatter. Look. She's talking about chatter. Now she's distracted by the shadow on her side. I'm doing shadow but This is you, So if you're listening only, this might be reason to watch the video version so you can see what we're actually doing. I don't doing. have enough. Uh, I don't have okay. enough. Yeah, now, now there's a whole... <laughs> There's a whole puppet show happening now with her hands. So <laughs> the coffee's kicked in. Oh, yep. No. <laughs> Here we go. No, but, but there's all ahead. that. What she was saying is there's a lot of talk or there's a lot of chatter that's usually negative in your mind. And it's we, we talked about positivity. We probably talk about it most episodes because we both believe in it so much. But you have to train yourself to think. I have enough. There will be enough. Yeah. You know, and get yourself out of that habit of the worry. And it's really hard when your whole life has been a struggle or, absolutely, you know, when you've had challenges or times when you just didn't have the money and yeah. whatever. People go through that. It's totally you're, normal. You're going to go through that. And you find a way through. And you do. But you, you have to believe that mm-hmm. it's there for you and, and you can't give up. And it, it's one of those things, too, where I think going back to patience, if, you know, you, you, you're planting the seeds, you're planting the seeds and you have to give them time to, you know, cultivate and sprout. You can't Mm -hmm. expect just like, uh, you know, if you were to take some seeds and and drop them into some dirt, you, you can't just expect them to, to grow because you say, I want you to grow right now, you know? It just won't happen. But just like when you're building a business, it's like you're you're taking all this time and you're planting all of these seeds. And one by one, opportunities are going to pop up and those are going to start to be fruitful for you. But you have to be patient, you know? When you, when you were talking just now, this I haven't thought about this in years. What? So I, I mentioned when I was a teenager, I worked at TCBY for a few years and serving ice cream because I, I lived in Vegas. And as a teenager, you're kind of limited in the jobs that you can have. And I thought, well, at least I'll be cool indoors and I can eat some ice cream. And I worked there. I worked there for six years and I made a lot of really good friends. And, you know, a lot of us are still friends now. It's like the old TCBY crew. But there was a thing that I did back then when I was 16, 17, and I don't know where it came from. I'm sure I learned it from somebody, but I was very, and it wasn't just OCD, but I, you know, I would always go in the register and like make sure all the, the bills were facing the same direction. So the money was all in what I would call proper money order. Yes. And I always said, because if you take care of the money, the money will take care of you. I don't remember where that came from, but it, and it was something I remember um, a girl that I worked with and she like every now and then I'll still talk to her and she's like, I still put money in proper money order. And it's like, whether it was going into a wallet or into the register or anywhere, I always had to make sure the bills were facing the same direction. And I just, I love that it, about I, you. I just thought of that for the first time, but I feel like I take care of money. And I, what I was thinking more, not just, you know, who even uses cash anymore. So maybe you do because you're still writing a book. So that, that could be, you could use cash. But maybe it, you could put it in proper money order for me. I, I might I, have I a will. few dollars in my wallet. <laughs> let's let's look after we shoot today. <laughs> but it, it's more of having an appreciation of money. And it goes yeah. with mindset in that, you know, appreciate what you have, even if it seems like it's very little. I grew up without money. Like our family didn't have it. And I'm grateful for that because I learned that you can get by with very little and still be happy. Money doesn't buy 
happiness. happiness. And so, you know, then as I earned my own money for myself, it was a different thing. And it, it felt good. And I know I earned it and I knew it was mine. And when I have great months, I appreciate that. And then when I have slow months, I would like to have the more money. But then I try to appreciate the time, the extra time I have because I'm not working, I can sort of take, ooh, I said sort of again, I can take a step back and breathe a little bit yeah. and know that it's going to come back. Yeah, and I was, I was just thinking too, you triggered a thought for me on every job that I do, every single voiceover job that I book, big, small, I don't care you know, what, what amount of money I'm being paid, I'm always so thankful for the the jobs that I get, and I always express my gratitude to the clients who are hiring me because they're all so important and and they all add up to the sum total of my income um, for a month or a year or whatever time you want to measure it in. But it's, you know, have gratitude for each and every one of them. And I would say too that treat even your smallest. Uh, gig that you're being paid for or your smallest retainer client or whatever um, with the same, um, you know, uh, dedication and um, just, you know, appreciation is is the ones that are the the bigger paying gigs. Mm -hmm. They're all important to me. People say, hey, Melissa, what's your favorite job you've ever done? Your (laughs) favorite? I go, oh my, they're all my favorite. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm like, it's a privilege to be able to, you know, do what I love, to be paid to do what I love and to serve others. And, um, and then I'm being compensated for my skills, my talent, my time, the service I provide. And, uh, and I think that's another way to love and respect the money and the mm-hmm. abundance that I'm receiving because dollar by dollar, it rolls in and, um, it adds up to a much bigger picture, but uh, even the small stuff, uh, be really, really thankful for. And that goes along with appreciation and it goes along with the investment. It's something that I know you do this and it's something that, you know, you're, you're really good about sending your clients gifts mm-hmm. and little tokens, not little, you know, but sure, gestures, making sure. gestures where you're yeah. going to spend a little money to thank them for the money they give you. Absolutely. And I, I just had that recently. A good producer friend of mine had referred me to a job because she was busy. They called her. She couldn't do it. So she gave it to me. And I was really grateful for that. You know, she yeah. and I have a really good working relationship and, you know, we've always want to work together, but we do a lot of the same things. So we don't, end up on those jobs together. But I was really appreciative. So I sent her a gift card and I get this text and she said, you're ridiculous. And I said, okay. I mean, she was grateful, but the way I looked at it is it's a small thing that I could do is, you know, she got me a job that was three days of work that made me some money. That's money I wouldn't have had otherwise. Mm -hmm. So to take a chunk of that and give it back to her as a thank you, of course she didn't expect it. And she actually got me another job like two weeks after that. And I thought, wow, this is great. But it's part of relationship building and just, and I believe the same thing in giving money away. Even when I don't have a lot of it, you know, I I just contributed to a friend of mine that he's working on a film and he has a GoFundMe account. And at this, like right after that, oh, and Brent Mackay, our producer, had had an incident that he he posted about where some money got stolen from him. 
And he turned it into a very positive situation. Oh, so proud of him for that. It, it was great. He, he, he really turned it around and said, instead of being mad or upset that this happened to me, I'm going to turn around. And then he, he earned his money back through the kindness of others and turned it into a story of positivity. And learning for other people. That was people. beautiful. So I, I gave money to him to you know help with that. And it just a lot of stuff came up and helping friends' charities and things. I don't always have a lot of money to give, but I feel like if I give it anyway, it's going to come back to me. It's currency. It's made to flow. So even if you have a little bit, uh, I'm really big on um, generosity. Mm -hmm. It was something that was taught to me um, from my family. My my dad was actually born in Croatia, and my grandparents uh, immigrated here, and my dad immigrated here when he was only five years old. And they literally came to the United States with a suitcase, $5 in their pocket. And I'm really proud of how hard my family's worked to build the business. But my grandfather, he was the um, most ridiculously amazing tipper. I mean, <laughs> to the point where I was in awe of, you know, uh, you know, any, anything he, he would have. I mean, he would tip in great excess and he would do so many things for people. And I was like, why does he do that? Why does he do that? Because it made him feel really good mm-hmm. to share what he had. Yeah. And I think whatever you have, everything we have, I believe, is meant to share, to, to pay mm-hmm. forward. It's like knowledge, um, uh, you know, um, inspiration, money, anything you have that you can share, I think you, you should share. And um, I just was always in awe of my grandfather and my, my whole family's this way. I mean, he set this tone for anything you have, just let everyone enjoy it with mm-hmm. you, you know? And it was magic. It was so beautiful to watch. And uh, that's a gift that he gave to me. And he he passed away several years ago. But uh, I mean, even when I'm at a restaurant, you know, it's like if I'm looking at, uh, you know, the bill and I'm looking at, you know, uh, what's 20% or whatever, I'm always like, Psh, 20%, mm-hmm. whatever. I, I round up round, grossly yeah. or, I mean, yeah. I, I give a lot of extra money to these, to these, to people in service because I don't know how hard they work. I exactly. used to, I used to be a, a <laughs> server and it's not easy. And, mm-hmm. um, and it also helps make up for the people who decide to be stingy or not tip or, you know, yeah. um, I, I that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, um, but that's, we're, uh, yeah. you know, it's not really off subject, it, but it's not, but it, it's, you know, it goes back to what we're saying and investment and what this podcast is for us is that way we're investing our money and our time into putting this content out there that we hope you're enjoying. Uh, hint, hint, we would love it if you leave us a review and send us some comments and let us know, let us know what, how we're doing, what you'd like to hear more of. We're going to start having guests on here soon. Let us know who you want to see. Um, Do you have any tips for saving money or earning money or any of those things? Like, let's keep the discussion going beyond this. And and hopefully we're investing our time wisely and sharing and hopefully it's been helpful. Yeah. And I like the way you just wrapped all that up. That was beautiful. But now, see, you did it again. You I know, call I'm attention over, to the wrap I'm up. A, I'm an awkward. I'm an awkward under. <laughs> I and, love it so much, and I embrace it so much. And um, but you know what? We love you. We do, and we are really grateful that you're hanging out with us. And we hope we inspired you 
And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to do a real awkward ending. Real awkward ending. Yep. Go make some money. Go make some money. Turn this (laughs) podcast off. Thanks for joining us. Come back soon. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for tuning into the Womanpreneur podcast. Until next time, you've got this.